The Sports Career Podcast, episode 200. How can your digital marketing skills support you when pursuing a career in the sports industry? So much for tuning in to another episode of the Sports Crib Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers, and I'm super pumped today. We have reached episode 200. And for me, this is such a meaningful milestone. I've been doing this for four years, and I thought hitting episode 100 was a great feeling, but actually, Hitting 200 just feels even better and I just want to take the time to thank you if you listen to the show every week from the last four years. But I do have a favour. I'd really appreciate if you would like, subscribe or even really review this podcast show. I barely ask my listeners to leave a review or give a five-star rating because my goal is to make this the best educational experience from my side for you with regards to your sports career development but for this time I'll be extremely grateful that if you've listened to the show if you can head to the platform where you listen to this podcast and just leave an honest review and a certain rating I'll be extremely grateful because honestly I'm sort of lost for words that this is an idea four years ago with regards to just creating a sports career resource publicly for people to learn from the best in the sports industry in my honest opinion I feel like I've achieved that just hitting this milestone because the people I've interviewed along the way I know can benefit you with regards to your sports career development relating to what you want to do now getting back to today's show as always my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who's an expert in a particular field in the sports industry particularly if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the digital sector of the sports industry I really do hope that this episode 200 can support you with regards to your sports career development interests and needs now getting back to today's show this week's special guest is joyden jennings joyden is the digital ux co-coordinator at the green bay packers where she specializes in the digital platforms for this nfl team also she's worked for the baltimore ravens and red bull for that reason, it's such a privilege to have Joyden as a special guest on the show. And that's why in today's episode, Joyden will share her sports career journey and explain to you how you can elevate your digital marketing skills to support you when pursuing a career in the sports industry. Joyden, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast show. Please you share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? Thank you, Ed. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I started playing basketball at a very young age, probably about five or six years old, and I was involved in sports all of my life. Um, I have a younger brother and a younger sister, and we all played sports. So it was just always a part of our life. Um, it made us more competitive, and it also gave us a sense of self. Like It showed us how to be responsible, take accountability, be a part of a team. Um, 
So I just knew that I wanted to be around it. And my mom always told me, find a job that you love and you'll never feel like you're working ever. Um, So I just realized after playing basketball, I think it was my sophomore year. um, My sister, we're a year apart, so she got bumped up to varsity. And when she started beating me and started doing a little better than me, I realized, okay, I probably don't have a professional career in basketball, but I can still stay involved in sports. So that's when I um, I got a scholarship to play in college. Um, I went to an HBCU, which is a minority institution, and they were pretty underfunded. So my last year playing, um, I decided to take off um, from basketball and work in the athletics department and just help out the athletics program. And that's where I fell in love with all the behind-the-scenes aspects and everything that it takes to make um, – an athletic event successful and all that goes into it that you really don't think about as a player. So that's where my journey kind of started and it's taken off from there. Just really quickly with regards to that experience in the athletics department, was that like a volunteer role out of interest? Yes, correct. So when I got started um, in the athletics um, department in undergrad, it was just a volunteer thing. I was just interested. I asked a lot of questions. So there was one person working in the athletics department at my school, one. And I said, it looks like you need help. What can I do? How can I help? And he said, you can start out with the women's basketball uh, team if you want. So I covered them. I started uh, taking on the stories, post-game and pre-game stories, just getting interviews with the players because I was a former player. So I already had a relationship with them. So I talked to the coach. I asked, can I travel with them sometimes just to get footage on the road and things like that? So I started with video and writing. And then it just kind of escalated from there to more digital side of things when he realized I could take over more responsibility that's when I started getting access to the website and things like that and then it just progressed more and more. Before we talk about the future we've got to stick to this topic because as you know this is episode like my 200th interview with somebody on this show and a lot of people say the good uh, a good place to start your career in the sports industry and you've proved it is volunteering. Now from that experience, um, how did it support you? Because I want the listeners to really understand. You've given a little snapshot that you improved your like journalist skills, video skills very early on. But when you helped that one person in the department, when did it open up doors more from a mindset perspective that there is more uh, work in the sports industry than on the basketball court? And that's a great point. And I would like to, I can't stress that enough. Take advantage of where you are right now. We pay so much money to go to school, especially like these big time schools with a reputation that's already established. So why don't we take advantage of the free opportunities that are on campus? I say an athletics department, if you want to work in professional sports, why not start at the athletics department that you're currently at? They need help. Um, a lot of them are don't have a lot of people that want to step up and take a, take responsibility for these multiple sports that they have. So why not volunteer, intern, offer your time? So like I said, the school that I was at was underfunded. So the sports world is very small and Alabama is very small in itself. So once I graduated um, with my bachelor's, um, I had an opportunity from 
interning in undergrad for a graduate assistant position at Alabama State. And it was an opportunity to get my master's as well. So I said, why not? So I come in. um, So it's potentially no pay. They're just going to pay for my master's. So I said, okay. Um, I have to figure out a way to work with no money um, and getting my master's. And I had—I really didn't have a mentor at that time, but I had someone that was working in sports from a previous internship that I did. So I went to them for advice and they just told me, you have to put in your dues, you have to pay it forward. And that's something that I think that has motivated me um, a lot, putting in your time, paying it forward, learning all these things, because as an intern, Granted, you're not getting paid, but you get so much invaluable experience. No one will take a chance on you and give you this much opportunity. Um, So I say, go ahead and intern, take that next step and do it in the athletics department that you're in right now. Just reflecting on that experience from a skill set perspective, can you just remember out of interest a skill set you've developed and and you keep developing now? out of interest? Um, A skill set that I have developed, um, communication is key, definitely. Um, Speaking up how you feel, um, don't be afraid to take on more responsibility. If you think that you have mastered something, um, say, I want to do something that I haven't mastered yet, something that I'm not good at. I knew in uh, working in the athletics department in undergrad, that I had mastered communications, writing post-game releases and things like that. So I said, let me challenge myself more. Let me do video. And then when I got to um, the athletics department at Alabama State, I said, can I take on commentating during the games and things like that? And they said, yes. So I started commentating um, the women's basketball games. Um, That was another skill that I gained. So it's just getting mastering one skill and then getting uncomfortable and saying let me do something out of my comfort zone and take on a new skill challenge yourself oh, look, I can hear it through your voice about you know what you're sharing and it, it's giving me this big smile because I hopefully the listeners are getting and understanding that building your skills is the key when you put them into practice and just to for the listeners could you just fill in the gaps now to where you are now after that experience with that athletics department and commentating, could you just fill in the gaps to where you are from a career perspective? Yes. So it kind of escalated very quickly from there. So I did, um, I worked two years in the athletics department um, with Alabama state going into the summer of 2019. um, I'm kind of strategic with it. I write goals down, which is another thing I encourage people to do. Um, write out your goals because you never really see how far you come until you write them down. So I wrote down the goals that I had for New Year's of 2019. And I said, I want to get out of Alabama. That was like my top goal. I I knew I needed to get to a bigger market. So the combine came um, around in February and I reached out to someone in No, I'm sorry. Let me go backwards. Um, Around December 2019, um, there was a conference going on in Atlanta for um, minority institutions, which I would encourage everyone that wants to pursue a career in sports and athletics to check out teamworkonline.com. That was where I 
that was my holy grail. I checked that faithfully every single day for just job postings, um, conferences, sports conferences in the area, major major cities. Um, they have a lot of um, career fairs and just informative events that you can attend. So I saw one that was dedicated just to HBCUs and minority institutions looking for women and men that want to work in sports. So I said, okay, let me invest in this. I saved up enough money um, to go. I attended it. It was great. Um, I made a lot of connections there from about 12 different sports teams. Um, They all gave me their business cards. I followed up via email or via LinkedIn. So from there, um, one of them, um, it was... um, the communications rep from the Redskins, he said, hey, we're having a um, PR college during the combine in Indiana. Um, I can't cover it. I can't pay for it. You would have to fund it yourself, but your ticket is free if you can make a way out here. I said, okay, when is it? He said, February. I said, all right, perfect. I set enough uh, money aside to pay for my ticket, pay for my whole hotel, got everything secured. So I make it to the um, combine in Indiana and it was literally a um, round robin um, discussion. They said, bring your resume, bring your business cards. It was so intense. Like I had never been intimidated like that um, in my life. Um, It was probably about two people um, from each team. It was about 12 teams. It was kind of red robin style. You had six minutes at each table. It was probably about five or six to a group. Um, You sit down immediately. They ask for your resume. They kind of weed out who they want, um, who they want to talk to just from your resume. They'll ask you a couple questions. And I think my resume and my um, skills working in sports information stood apart. Um, A lot of them were a lot of the students that I was in groups with. They got eliminated immediately because the people from the teams, they would ask, um, why are you not working in sports information department? Why are you not working in your athletics department if you say you want a career in sports? Especially um, some people, some students that I was paired with, they were at big time schools, you know, like Notre Dame, Syracuse, um, uh, that have a great athletics department, Ohio State, why not go ahead and intern there right now? So it just kind of, you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're at a great athletics program and you're not really taking advantage of it. So I think that kind of separated me. And then the fact that I was an intern and I had multiple sports, so they showed that I can handle multiple responsibilities. And I knew the chaotic schedule of sports, how everything is just constant. I say CNN and ESPN are the are the major networks that are on all the time. Sports and breaking news are constantly changing. There's always news about it. So you just have to be aware of what's going on. And I think after that combine, that really um, propelled me into um, the professional sports NFL world. Um, After that, I had three interviews with um, NFL teams and I ended up um, accepting a position with the Ravens in May. So, I mean, getting into that interview process, that was also... um, kind of chaotic in itself if you want to dive deeper into that we can that would be amazing so one <clears throat> question i'd like to ask is from that experience of that round robin did your confidence increase throughout week one because 
I don't know about you, but listening to what you said, sometimes that could be intimidating of putting yourself out there. And you've done that, you saved up, and it's inspired me of what you've just said. But out of interest, reflecting, how important was it to get out your comfort zone and just do it and see what happens? Because you're sort of going in the unknown because you still don't know that end result's going to happen, right? So just reflecting how important it's for the listeners to get out that comfort zone because you just don't know the outcome if you don't try. And that's perfect. Getting out of your comfort zone is huge. Um, I always say get uncomfortable because eventually you will find comfortability in the unknown. Um, I trust in myself a lot. I believe in myself 100 percent. A lot of times people think I'm crazy, which kind of goes into the interview process. So leaving there, I was really confident, really pumped because I got a lot of great feedback from my resume, especially after when I followed up. So that's when I started, yeah, you know, doubting myself, questioning myself, like, you know, maybe I'm not good enough to work in the NFL anymore. So then um, that's when I said, okay, I'm going to apply for other positions. I I still wanted to stay in sports, but I, I knew, okay, maybe I'm just dreaming. Maybe this is not realistic for me anymore. So that's when I heard back from Texas Tech and that interview process went by extremely quickly. And I said, you know, maybe maybe it's not my time to work in professional sports yet. I'm just going to take this position at Texas Tech because, you know, I'm tired of being an intern. I'm 25 now. I'm still an intern. Um, when is it going to give? I'm broke. You know, I'm almost about to graduate with a ton of like student loans, like something has got to give. So I almost gave up and just, you know, decided to take a full-time position at Texas Tech, but then that's when the Ravens reached out and I did an intern, I did an interview with them, did two interviews back-to-back, and literally um, they offered me right after that. um, The same day that I said no to Texas Tech, they called that afternoon and offered me the position. So it was just crazy how when you really trust in yourself, when you really believe in God and have faith, everything will really play itself out. So trust in yourself, have faith in your journey, have faith in your skills, and everything will really play out how it should. Jordan, would you mind just sharing a few overall tips of preparing for an interview? Because really quickly, whenever I connect with somebody on LinkedIn, it may sound crazy because I think we've got something in common there with those sort of term of words. But I treat every new connection as an interview because you just don't know where it's going to take you. Uh, even our discussion, if you know what I mean. So, But from a formal interview perspective, would you mind just sharing a few tips that have supported you along the way? Some great tips that I live by are... As soon as I um, know when the interview is, I try to prep myself at least three to four days in advance. Um, I look up the job description and the responsibilities thoroughly. And then I try to find at least someone on LinkedIn with the same career or similar. I go on there. I look at what their job description entails. I look at their experience. I see if our career paths align or they're similar. I go on to the company website. I familiarize myself with their core values, their beliefs, um, their mission statement, learning people in the department, um, reading. If it's a sports position, I try to familiarize 
familiarize myself with the team, reading up on the history and the background, just so you can have little talking points. Also reading the most previous articles um, so you can see what they have been doing. Um, If you're looking for a job in digital or video, watching their videos, watching some of the content that they put out. Um, They're also going to ask, do you follow their social media and digital channels? Um, So also following them, checking out their mobile applications, their CTV, things like that, not just the mobile site. Um, And also like looking at the hierarchy and the coworkers in the background and saying like, hey, would I want to be a part of that myself? And then I also say, um, it's just as much your interview as it is their interview. So you ask, prepare yourself with questions that you would want to know as well. Um, Like what is the work-life balance? Like um, if you want to have a personal life as well, Um, what is the work style? Like if you have a question, are you working collaboratively a lot or are you working individually? Just making sure that this is just a good fit for you as it is for them. So I say get as many questions as you can in as well. Thank you so much. I really do hope the listeners have got their pen and paper and listened to what you've just said. Just getting back to today's podcast topic, because it sort of brings us back to where you currently are now. Out of interest, how important is digital marketing skills supported you with regards to pursuing a career in the sports industry? Yes, so definitely the digital marketing marketing skills play a huge part, especially if you want to pursue a career in sports. Um, Listening to your podcast the other day about finding a mentor, having a mentor really also gave me a different perspective as well, because um, I realized when I started working um, with the Ravens, I found a great mentor in um, the director of uh, digital. Her name is Michelle Andres, and she is just amazing. She was a godsend to me. Um, If I didn't have her, if I didn't have the advice and alignment that I did from the Ravens and the people in that organization, I really don't think that the transition to the Packers would have even been um, possible. So I say market yourself in the sense that when you are in the position that you're in, whether it be an internship or a full-time position, you market yourself in that position as well. Form genuine relationships with your coworkers and the people that you're working with, because once you're in the sports industry, it's very small. And one bad review, one bad or negative influence can make a difference on your career dramatically. So yourself, like when you said you and yourself, you're a brand, I I 100% agree with that. You're branding yourself on a daily basis, whether it be your actions, your social media, or anything like that, your resume. It's essentially marketing yourself. You are a brand. So when you go out, when you handle your, when you conduct yourself, always be professional. You never know who is watching. You never know who is following you on your LinkedIn or your social media channel. So Just always be conscious of that and keep that in mind as well. Absolutely. And thank you so much for listening to the mentoring podcast. It's such a popular one. And for me, without a mentor, it has speeded things up with my career journey, more with knowledge. And as I think I said, is a mentor asks you better questions. And I think if I had a mentor during my time at university, wow, 
I would, you know, like anything, um, I hope some graduate students or students can take that on board because you've highlighted another important point of your personal brand. And really quickly, because um, you've mentioned it a few times, and I know some students haven't capitalized on their LinkedIn profile, but how important do you like keep your LinkedIn profile up to date, but also making sure you're adding value there as a community with your network on LinkedIn? Right. Yep. So LinkedIn is definitely important. I say now that I am getting older, I realize it's more the professional Facebook, um, essentially. And now um, going into sports, getting into sports, it's very small, like I said. So you can connect with a lot of people and it's still professional, but it's kind of more approachable. So it's it's completely acceptable to message um, a professional from um an NFL organization or another professional organization because they get those types of messages all the time. Um, going to that combine, um, a professional organizations actually encourage us to follow them on LinkedIn, stay connected with what they're doing because you see it in real time. It's constantly being updated. So it's very important to have those connections and you never know who you can connect with on LinkedIn and how they can help you in your journey. I would also say commenting on posts and being more engaging and interactive on there helps you form more connections. I've realized personally, um, even just liking um, them or just saying congrats when someone accepts a position, it just really um, expands your audience more and helps you connect with more um, users on there. So just being more interactive and reaching out, step step out of your comfort zone. I encourage everyone to do that for sure. Absolutely. And by the way, everybody, that's how we got connected. I, I can remember it to this day. Uh, Joden was sharing how you're starting your new position at the Green Bay Packers. And it was the um, description right at the bottom going, look, you want to connect with me? Please do. And I went, right, I'm going to do it straight away. I took action. I sent Joden a message on LinkedIn. I sent a little note as well. And, uh, and then I asked her straight away to be a special guest on the show. And look, we're doing it right now. So hopefully, everybody, if you're listening, that's how it works. But You've got to be professional, you've got to be polite, and you've got to be humbled. Like I, I'm, I'm feeling the positivity in this conversation, and I, I'm really enjoying it. Out of interest, Joyden, just looking back from your sports career journey, what have you enjoyed the most? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I think reflecting now, what I have enjoyed the most is just the journey, um, the ups and downs, um, being told no. Um, that really inspired me. Um, there were a lot of time, there are a lot of rejections, I say, and that can also motivate you. Um, at a time during under uh, during my graduate um, program, working, managing all these sports when I didn't potentially know what my next move was going to be. Um, there were times where I was applying to a bunch of positions and getting a lot of rejections and I just completely doubted myself at one point. And then I realized, hey, this is what I've been working for all of my life. So I say, um, know yourself, know your journey. Um, don't be afraid to get told no. Um, that's probably very uh, memorable. And then I also say, fall forward. Um, it's okay to make mistakes, but don't make new mistakes. But uh, 
don't be afraid to make a new one. As long as you're falling forward, you're getting better. Don't fall backwards and stay stagnant in where you are right now. And also reflecting on my journey, I did work for free a lot of these internships, but I gained so much more in the long run. Um, I feel like a lot of people, especially this younger generation, Um, They just feel like they have to go so fast and have their career solidified at 21 or 22 years old. But just trust the process. Enjoy where you're doing, because now I can look back and say literally everything that I have been through has defined me and made me a better person. Um, So just take your time. Trust this journey because it's really going to go by very fast. I know a lot of our teachers stressed that Um, they said that everything, everything will go by fast after school. And it is. um, I just graduated with my master's um, this May. And I, I was looking back. I was like, wow, like I started undergrad in 2012. And it's 2020 now. And look how far I've come in eight years. So just really just stop sometimes and slow down and smell the roses and look how far you have come and just trust the journey. (laughs) Awesome. Look, I really do hope the listeners are enjoying this as much as I have. Joyden, I always like to finish with an inspirational question and you've provided bags and bags of career guidance tips along this whole conversation. But if you had to sum it in three tips with regards to a graduate with their first step, from starting a career in the sports industry, what would those three tips be? Okay, three tips. I think we are beating this into you listeners' heads. Get uncomfortable is my first tip. Um, We live life really not challenging ourselves at all because it might seem too hard or we push it off and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it the next day. Um, But we can't do that. We have to... Try to learn a new skill every day and get uncomfortable because uncomfortability offers growth. And you're never going to grow if you're stagnant and complacent and in the same spot. Um, Moving to different cities and states definitely got me out of my comfort zone. Even attending conferences and not knowing who I would meet got me out of my comfort zone. So I would encourage everyone to try to learn a new skill every day and to get out of your comfort zone. It could be something small by trying a food that you have never tried before. Just doing something new, challenging yourself in a different way. So that's definitely my first tip and takeaway. Um, My second one would be to ask yourself, why do you want to work in sports? And are you willing to be patient enough to pursue to secure the position that you ultimately want. Um, A lot of times people say they want to work in sports or I get a lot of messages that say, oh, I I wish I could do what you do. I'm ready to do what you're doing right now. And it's like, are you really ready? Look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I really ready to do work in this sports industry? Like I said, it's 24-7. It's constant. Are you willing to sacrifice your weekends? Are you willing to sacrifice your weekdays and work long hours? Because sports games, when they end, you don't leave when the players end. You're there two or three hours before the games and after the games, making sure everything is set up, breaking down the equipment, writing the post-game releases. So asking, ask yourself, do you really want to commit to this journey. Um, I, and like I said previously, I had offers for full-time positions. I could have taken them and just being complacent 
and where I was, but I knew that I wouldn't have truly been happy. So ask yourself, will you truly be happy if you go down this route and pursue a career in sports? And then lastly, um, to students especially, take advantage of where you are now. And even I say to older people, because a lot of older people have reached out to me that are already in their career and they think that it might be too late. And I say, no, it's it's never too late to change your career and decide what you want to do, especially if you're truly passionate about about it. Um, a lot of older people, um, they say, um, is it too late for me to transition? I'm working in HR. I'm working in finance. Um, you have to think about it. These teams are still major corporations and companies. They have to have an HR team. They have to have a finance business and sales team. So if you want to transition over to that, um, find someone that works in that position right now. Reach out to them on LinkedIn. Look on Teamwork Online. See what potential job openings they have and then go about it that way. Be strategic with what you're doing, but also take advantage of the opportunities that you're in right now. So my three tips again, get uncomfortable. Ask yourself, why do you want to work in sports and are you willing to be patient enough to secure the position and take advantage of where you are right now? Wow. I hope the listeners have enjoyed those three tips. Jordan, I'm just blown away. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. How can people interact with you on social media? Thank you, Ed. I have enjoyed this conversation as well. It has been very informative. Um, People can connect with me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best platform to do so. Joyden Jennings is my name on there. Um, You can also connect with me on Twitter, but I am more of a creep. I like to say on there, um, I just retweet and follow a lot of different sports teams. Um, It's more of funny to me, um, more laid back on Twitter. Um, and then Facebook, of course, my first and last name. And then my Instagram is just my first name. So I have a very unique name, Joyden, J-O-I, not an R, D-O-N. So it's pretty easy um, to find me on all of these social media channels. That is great to all the listeners listening in. All those links will be on my website relating to this blog post and podcast show. Joyden, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ed. I really appreciate this. What a fantastic podcast chat with Joyden. I honestly hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did, particularly for episode 200. The first thing I said to Joyden after the interview was, I wish I had this type of information after I graduated from university because she really explained about the benefits, particularly if you're already at university, of volunteering. And I particularly liked how she explained those interview tips, for example, like preparing, going on LinkedIn and comparing it to somebody else similar in that role. These are all little golden nuggets of tips which can elevate you with regards to when you're in that environment, meaning in that interview environment and preparing and the biggest thing I learned from Joyden was her courage, the uh, the ability to really go with her courage, really put herself in her uncomfort zone, which we spoke about quite a bit in this podcast and how it benefited her with regards to what she's currently doing in the sports industry. Like, 
I know I'm from the UK, but I tell you one thing, the Green Bay Packers are a big deal in the USA, in the NFL. So they're a big club. And to be part of an organisation, you know, it's such in the England terms, it's like a top premiership football team, soccer team, if you're out in the States. So where Joyden is currently pursuing a career is a really big organisation and that came through her great work of volunteering during her college days and being part of the athletics department. So hopefully you can really connect the dots with regards to her career journey and you can mirror it relating to yours. But having the ability to put yourself out there, having the ability to really follow your gut and invest in yourself. Like the final thing I'm going to say is when Joyden said she literally invested in herself to go to a, a careers event where she showed her CV and it actually leveraged her compared to other students because she volunteered at her athletics department really made her stood out in that employment environment. So look, I cannot express how much I really enjoyed this podcast and actually it's really significant for me personally with regards to episode 200. Like Joyden was my 200th interview with a human being on this podcast show. So for me, it reminded me why I started this journey four years ago. It's conversations like this I feel is so powerful and hopefully it can support you after you've listened to this podcast. So with regards to those three tips from Joyden, really apply them today and make it happen. But finally, as I mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast, I'll be super grateful that you could leave a review, leave a rating on the podcast platform you listen to this podcast because I would love this show to be the top resource with regards to sports career development information so I'd really appreciate that if you make a screenshot send it to me uh, through twitter through my dm edbowers101 follow me I'll follow you back or send me an email at ed at education2sport.com send me the screenshot and I'd love to give you a gift for leaving a rating and a review on this podcast show. I'm going to keep making this show for you. It's such a pleasure to do, and I'm going to keep carrying it on because I feel like it's important with regards to the next generation of leaders in the sports industry. So again, take action from Joyden's three tips and make it happen today. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Joyden said, getting out your comfort zone is huge. I always say to myself, get uncomfortable because that is where you will eventually find comfortability in the unknown. But you have to learn how to believe and trust in yourself first. <laughs>